She called me up and let me in. I couldn't feel my legs. She walked me back into a room, but just to see a 1980s horror film. If it's your first time with us, uh, we are Zakia, Xanthi, and Zachary, the hosts of Kindergeist. And our goal is to create a space for kids to explore horror through fun, inspiring, and meaningful dialogue. We exist to help the younger generation embrace themselves for being different, break the stigma that horror isn't for kids, and to make a positive impact on the horror community at large. Hmm. So we started singing that because you saw The Wallows for your first time. It's like your first concert ever. Well, I was there too. I think it was like a really good experience, especially it was my first time ever watching a concert. And I kind of want to see them again, to be honest. Like, I honestly love the vibe of everything. And I was just like so happy and I was like about to cry. I was like, oh my gosh. But it's like way different too. And like, I got to uh, listen to my favorite song live. Like it was crazy, but yeah. Dylan Minnette is like in a lot of horror movies. Like he's in the latest Scream movie and Goosebumps and Don't Breathe and the remake of Let the Right One In. Is that how you discovered like The Wallows or? I figured out The Wallows when you introduced me to Claro because they created a song like, Are You Bored Yet? So like the first person I knew was Claro, which is this, this is like in 2017. So I'm like nine or seven, I believe. I think I'm seven at the time. And you just started playing it and I got obsessed with Claro. And then Are You Bored Yet kind of started getting popular a little bit. So then I started like exploring with The Wallows. And so I realized that I really liked them a lot. Um, I got, I started getting really into them like 2019, 2020 in that area of time. And then I started watching 13 Reasons Why the beginning of this year. I guess you can say that I found out about Dylan's like acting career after I discovered The Wallows. And like, yeah, that's pretty much it. So, um, our guest today is, uh, Jake Getman. Um, a 15-year-old actor and a voiceover artist who works in TV, film, and commercials. And his credits include the new Apple TV Plus series, Life by Ella, Brat TV web series, A Girl Named Joe, um, TV show Schooled, Just Roll With It, and the movie Cheaper by the Dozen, as well as House of Darkness, New Blood, um, Little Dead Rotting Hood. Be sure to check out the info on the in the podcast notes to see his full bio which is and quite very impressive especially because he's been acting for nine years so i thought that was really cool i think it was good he's like he's not in a mean way but he's energetic which i like like me mean. like me uh, i'm energetic and stuff and he's funny his, his conversations were good and yeah he's very uh well-spoken i feel like a lot of these, the people that we're, we've been interviewing, especially like the younger, or not the younger, but like the more um, people that are my age, they seem to be very well-spoken, um, which is quite interesting because like most, yeah, they're all actors. So it kind of like shows you that acting does kind of help you in talking with people on one-on-one in a way. Uh, we found out that he doesn't, he's kind of scared of everything a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if you recognize him, but he was the other character in my film who acted with Alicia. Yeah, I knew that. For sure. Because I met him when he was 12 years old. He he looks so different now and he's like 15 now. And so 
it's interesting to witness like his growth over that time. So today, Jake chose Paranorman, which is a 2012 American stop-motion animated comedy horror film directed by Sam Fell and Chris Butler and written by Butler and produced by the company Leica. It was nominated for the year's Academy Award for Best Animated Feature and BAFTA awarded for Best Animated Film but lost both to Pixar's Brave. Yeah, I thought this was a a really good choice for a children's horror film. It's like another great gateway movie um, that has like a lot of cool horror Easter eggs. Like I remember the moment, I don't know if you guys recognize it, but there was like Jason from Friday 13th, the hockey mask scene. There's also Michael Myers uh, reference with Halloween when he was looking down to see the friend in the backyard. A really cool thing is that it's the first uh, mainstream animated film to have a gay character. Oh, yeah. The muscles. So that was like another cool achievement. But yeah, before we let you guys into the conversation we had with Jake, Zakia also has been posting vlogs every week, which we've been forgetting to promote each episode. <laughs> yeah. And we just kind of wanted to add an aspect to season three in a way. So I thought like adding this would kind of help people maybe or just try and figure out more details instead of listening. Cause like I know listening can just be like tiring and you're just like, I don't want to listen. So you can just always read. Um, I always like sometimes, um, either talk about a topic that I found interesting in the movie that we might be talking about. Or I might even like talk about mental health or something. Um, so yeah. Okay, guys, let's get into the episode. See you in there. You have entered Kindergeist, a horror podcast for kids and ghouls. <laughs> My name is Jake, Jake Edman, and uh, I've, been, I've been acting, doing just a variety of things uh, in the entertainment industry for about nine years now. I, I do a lot of theatrical, I've done a few commercials, and I, I love voiceover as well. But yeah, I mean, I, I just thought this would be a great opportunity to uh, face my fear of horror movies. <laughs> That's great. Um, so, like, what film or TV series has been your favorite work so far? Um, to work on, or, or just, like like tv show in general just like i've seen like that you've been in i'd probably have to say i'd say a variety of things but probably like the favorite that i've had like to film per se is probably i worked on an episode of school uh which is like a spinoff of the goldbergs uh ran for two seasons on uh on nbc abc it was abc that's what it was it was abc and um we filmed it on the sony lot and it was uh it was such a great experience because um we were there for like a week. And so each day, uh, it gave me an opportunity to wake up early. And so I, I just, we had to drive all the way down to Culver city, which is where the Sony lot is. Mm -hmm. And the second you get there, you're just like, Oh yeah, I'm here. And you just like, you go to your trailer trailer and you know, you get, I love this. This is like my biggest thing. I get like the mini script. I just love the mini script. It's just so much fun because I just get to put it in my pocket. I just get to walk around with it. And it's just the easiest thing. And I just love it. So every morning I, I'd like repeat it, like walk in the trailer, walk out, grab myself some breakfast. They had a, they had it at the stage. 
And uh, there was also a bunch of other kids there and we were all dressed up in uh, Star Wars costumes because that was the, uh, the theme of the episode. And so on the first day, they had me in a TIE fighter for, for those of the people that know it is it's like it's the spaceship that the uh that the darth side the darth side the darth side <laughs> uses and uh they put me in one and it wasn't like a legit costume they were all handmade by the costume uh the wardrobe department and um i looked like a big like a like a beanbag like a almost like a you know uh, one of those shakers you know like the egg-shaped shakers that's what i looked like because it was just like sagging down and then i had like the two wings attached to my arms it was, it was funny and it turned out that i was actually not supposed to be in that costume i was actually oh. supposed to be in uh, the han solo costume which one of my also co-stars um also had on the first day and he looked like he had like a children's size on him because he was much taller than me and it like didn't even cover like half of his arm it was just so funny and then it turned out we were in mixed matched costumes and so that was fixed the next day how was it like because you said you're excited about being on the sony lot because i had a um a internship there for a while they have like a what's that the ghostbusters car ghostbusters car i remember they had the also they had the uh, 21 jump street or maybe it was 22 Jump Street. It was one of them. Okay. And it had like the uh, the helmet car where they were driving in it. And then another closet car. I thought that was really, it was really cool. They had it by the coffee bean where I spent mm. most of my time grabbing myself <laughs> just repetitive drinks, just going right back to the coffee bean. But I had a lot of fun on this one a lot. It was awesome, you know, because every day they would ask you what you wanted for lunch. And so they'd come to your trailer and you get to choose what you wanted from the, each, each day they'd have a new place and you get to choose what you wanted opposed to having, you know, like a set meal and finding what you like in there. So I thought that was really cool. And whenever we had like our breaks or we would walk between stages, we would be able to like walk the entire Sony lot. And uh, it was so cool because we got to see the rainbow and they had like Spider-Man hanging off the side of the building. It it was just, it it was cool. Oh yeah. I was just like wondering like on set, do you ever like make long lasting friendships? Oh yeah, sure. I mean, I I had a lot of, I've I've met a lot of people on on set that I'm still friends with. Uh, Even one of my best friends, uh, Joy Tuck, I I met her on, uh, on set once and uh, we've been friends for now, like six years. Uh, Another one of my friends, you know, Isaiah, I've met him on a, actually a horror, a horror film uh, we did together. Funny enough, it was uh, called Kinderfanger from Crypt TV. Yeah. Yeah, They're great. Crypt TV. Yeah. Yeah. So we did that together and uh, still friends now. And, uh, schooled i met uh one of one of the people i met on schooled her name's emma uh actually saw her you know a few weeks ago she's still really nice we're still friends yeah so you know there's been a bunch of people i've met on set um and so since this is a horror podcast um what was like your earliest memory of horror that brings me to the reason that i uh i i chose paranorman as, as the movie i was going to see because that is that is the first thing because back when i was a kid like talking like seven and I always used to wake up at like 8 a.m. and I would go downstairs and I'd watch TV. And so my mom was still sleeping. And so I'd always, I'd always watch it on Disney Channel. They'd sporadically, like I wasn't old enough to like check the schedules yet. So I didn't know it was coming on. And so whatever came on, I just kind of rolled with it. And um, Paranorman was on one day and it freaked me the hell out. I was scared out of my mind because back then that was, that was scary to me. It still is scary to me. That's probably like the first memory of uh, like horror. I mean, I've also done horror films like earlier than that, but like in terms of like actually seeing a horror film that I wasn't prepared for, <laughs> I guess to say that it, that, that was like the best experience. Because when I finished it, I remember it came on another day, and I watched it entirely by myself. 
And I was so proud of myself. I was like, you go, you did it. You walked <laughs> all by yourself and your mom was sleeping and you were downstairs by yourself and you did it. And I was just like so proud of myself. And uh, yeah. Would you say like horror is one of your favorite genres of like movies and films? Or would you like, would it not be on your top three list of favorite genres? I mean, horror is, is good. Like if I find it, if I find like a good horror movie, that's not scary to me. I'll like it. You know, I don't particularly mind. It's like slasher stuff that I'm not, I'm not ready for, <laughs> you know? Um, but like my top three genres is probably like comedy. I love, I love a good comedy movie. Um, action's also good. Cause that has, you know, tends to have a lot of, a lot of action um, and comedy mixed in. They just go really well together. And uh, I love that. I'm not much of a drama person. I find myself literally falling asleep. I can't, make it through drama movies unless you know there's there's something constantly happening uh, i can't make it through the 10 minute long scenes where they're just like i went to the grocery store <laughs> they didn't have bananas <laughs> like you know i i can't go through that uh and it turns into like a musical or something you know that that's not that's not my type of thing the heart is, is is a good genre uh probably no number three i mean i'd say like if i can find a good horror movie it's, it's probably somewhere up there yeah, I expected that you uh, would love comedy because you're a funny person in general. Because <laughs> not a lot of not a lot of people, even my mom sometimes doesn't even appreciate my humor because it's very. Uh, it was like one of your most unforgettable qualities when I when we worked on set. <laughs> sometimes she's always like, "That came out of nowhere," and my friends are always joking about it. Like, they, uh, one of my friends is is 21 star, and um, I've known her since I was you know literally like three or four, and uh, we've been friends pretty much all our lives, and. She's always telling me, like, I'll say something funny. And then she'll just be like, that was out of pocket. Like, how do you come up with this stuff? And I'm like, I don't know. And then some people appreciate it. And then other times they're just like, look at me with a dirty eye and they walk their six-year-old away from me. Uh, so, that, that, yeah. I mean, I love comedy. I love, uh, I love a good joke. Because you said in your bio that you love Jim Carrey, or is that correct? Or I love tons of actors, like in general, probably not one. Uh, I think Jim Carrey is personally a great actor. I, I think he's he's really funny. You have uh, one of the um, why do I always I always forget his name? It's uh, it's the one where he's the animal detective. Animal. It's not. Is it not Jim Carrey? It is Jim Carrey. I forgot. Oh, yeah. oh Ace Ventura. Ace Ventura. That's oh, yeah. it. Yeah, that is him. Yeah. That was a good movie. That was, I, I liked that one. That was funny. Yeah. Okay, so we're gonna move on to the movie now. Okay. Go ahead. You can do it. Um. So, uh, what made you choose this movie or film <laughs> or film? Uh, because I was pretty much just too scared to watch any other movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that I haven't already seen recently. And so I just thought Paranormal would be a great opportunity just because, you know, I watched it a few years ago and, uh, I just feel, you know, like a connection to it. Cause I just, it was like the first movie that I deemed horror movie that I saw by myself without running upstairs and grabbing something. So <laughs> I've been sleeping with that the past few days in the movie. For me, whenever I see something scary, like I'll end up like going on like a scary binge. Like I'll just like keep watching like something scary. And then that night I will not sleep and I will not sleep for the next week. And if I do, I will sleep with like a golf club or something by my bed because I just get so <laughs> fear. You know, I saw YouTube videos. I fly drones. I saw this video, you know, scariest things caught, you know, on a drone camera. And uh, there were some disturbing things on there. Uh, so, you know, that, that, that did not help my fear from going to bed in the dark. Um, so, like, what scared you about the movie, though? Like, I'm genuinely curious, because 
Like, I feel like the animation is very similar to, like, Coraline and, like, movies yeah. like those. That movie is a nightmare. I I was tricked into watching it. My mom said, oh, this is a cute little movie. I saw it when I was adopting you. Oh, yeah, it's awesome. No, it was not awesome. It traumatized <laughs> me, too. Don't worry. <laughs> that thing should have been rated R, NA-17, not available in the United States. <laughs> we did cover Coraline in one of our episodes. And yeah, I feel like a lot of younger kids did watch it. And it kind of traumatized them in a way because it is like a genuinely scary movie. But it's like, you know, I think it's just the animation that gets to it. But like for Paranorman, like what made you scared of it? Partially, it's just like me just getting in my own head. Like, oh, God, what's going to happen? You know, it's uh, it it just like spooks me. Like I saw um, I go to a lot of uh, SAG screeners like they have. uh, They give us like opportunities to go and see the movie. Uh, a lot of the times with the actors, they have a panel afterwards and they'll, uh, they'll talk about the creation of the movie and, and all that. I went to one and I, I didn't know what it was because my mom signs me up and uh, we go together. Usually I like the movie. And so this one time I went and I saw Army of the Dead, which I thought by its poster was going to be just, a, you know, like an action packed Las Vegas gambling movie. Oh, yeah, that's fun. Like Ocean's Age or something. It was anything but. I was terrified. Like the, even the opening minute, I had a Fitbit on me, and like the first thirty seconds, my heartbeat went from like seventy to one hundred and like three. Like it was something crazy like that. Like it just went skyrocketed, and I was freaking out. And nothing even happened. It was literally just a convoy moving, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I was just freaking out. I think that's the anticipation that gets me about horror movies. And Paranorman is is no different, you know, because. I guess I'm kind of used to it. I've seen it three times now. And it was partially, I watched it in the dark. <laughs> uh, which probably Good idea. Wasn't a good idea. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, I did that. And I also probably went on some weird site to get it. Uh, keep telling me I had to get a VPN. So my mom was using her computer, so I, I, couldn't, I couldn't use her Amazon account just to rent it. And so I was scouring the web for some questionable sites. I should probably check for my, my iPad for a virus, but... <laughs> but it was a it was a good movie and i still love it the farther you get into it i think like the less scary it becomes because you kind of realize this is rated pg it's not a, you know it's not meant to you know to scare the crap out of someone like Coraline rated with its pg-13 rating that should not come on we both know that is not pg-13 i i completely understand so wait I'm, this might be a personal question, but like, are you homeschooled or do you go to like actual school? No, yeah, yeah. I've been homeschooled for, uh, I think, six years now. Yeah, yeah. It's been a while. Uh, yeah. How is that like? It's great. Personally, for me, I love it. I know some people who are like, ah, I feel so isolated. Get me out of here. I'm just like, hell yeah. I get to sleep until like 11 o'clock. I, you know, I wake up, I walk down the street, get a blueberry muffin, come back. I mean, just like my life i don't think it could get any better i love it it's just easy because i get my work done and i kind of choose when i do it i wake up maybe i you know i watch a movie first or i do something and then you know i get to it and uh you know i get whatever let's say i set my goal you know just like finish you know this unit like i have five units let's say in history let me finish one unit now you know and uh and get that over with uh and then work on something else after that it's easy because i don't have to worry about 
what am I getting out of school? Oh, damn. <laughs> you know, and I, I know my friend is in like school to like 8 p.m. And I'm like, dude, you got to get out of there. <laughs> Wait, 8 p.m.? Wait, okay. Because I finish school at like 3.30. I get to school at like 7. So like you, you kind of see that contrast there. And it's like really stressful. But we've talked to so many guests, like some of them, most of them actually are homeschooled. And like, I don't think like, have you ever experienced the environment of like in a school setting or is it just like always at home or ongoing, like everywhere where you have like access to do your homework? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I was I was in public school from kindergarten to uh, to fourth. I've been in I've been in public school and uh, I hated it. Wait, how old are you? I'm 15. I just turned 15 in August. Oh, yeah. I'm in high school now. Wait, are you a sophomore? Yeah, I'm a sophomore. Yeah, I'm a freshman. Okay. <laughs> Life is good. It hit me it hit me like a bus because back in middle school, there wasn't like a requirement, like you had to show your work. And so that, I probably shouldn't be saying this, but I didn't learn much. And so high school was like, okay, you got to get this done. You got to show proof. You got to do it by this time. And you got to, you know, do all these essays meantime and, and get all this done. And I was like, but I'm supposed to be homeschooled. This doesn't, doesn't make sense. <laughs> Now it feels like a, a very demanding environment that I, I wasn't used to. And freshman year did not go very well for me. <laughs> Would you say like with work and everything, it's like definitely different from like middle and high school? Yeah, I mean, high school, there's was, there was a lot more work put on me because I was like getting half the amount of work done, you know, than, than like the average person in middle school. And now I'm like forced to like catch up and like literally forced. Like I cannot fail. Otherwise, you know, I'm screwed and I have to go back. I have to, you know, I have to complete, I, I'm probably even going to end up going to high school for five years at this point because I'm not even taking science in this semester. So, you know, oh. you got to do what you got to do. But, you know, I, I'm behind. You know, I've come to peace with that. <laughs> I could never, I would honestly, like, I try to keep up with my classes and like, it's very hard because they make the assignments due the next day the next day i'm like why do you expect me to do this right away but i bet it's different for you because like is it always due like the next day or is it just like whenever you feel like it i feel a little bit of that because we have it done somewhat like that like it's not it's not like my like one of my friends is in public school and he has to get stuff done over the weekend and i was actually working on it with him uh like a few weeks ago and I was like, damn, you got all of this? And he's a freshman too, not even a sophomore. And I'm like, dude, this is this is bad. I'm so glad I'm out of there. <laughs> Maybe he procrastinates. I'm, no, I saw the work. Like, it's bad. It's like four pages of homework, you know, just for health. And then you got to go and do like all this other stuff. And you got to do it over the weekend and you have to turn it in. Otherwise, you, you fail it. And uh, for me, I have to get my work done in like allotments you know like in, in sections so i do unit one and unit two and unit three i don't want to explain it there's like units in one semester and you complete these you complete these by finishing them not in a, like a time not like in a lot of time but when when the semester ends so you have to have all of it done by the semester you know end date which for me i think is like june uh no sorry january uh 7th or 8th and so generally speaking i have to turn it in like a week ahead of time because i guess i guess a lot of people submit it in like at the same time so it takes longer to grade but i get it done and sometimes the assignments that they gave me like like writing an essay takes 
so long that I'll just like skip it and I'll get back to it like the last minute and I'll submit it. That's what happened freshman year. I was so behind in, in my first semester. I had to like write a musical, literally had to write a musical. It was the first thing I had to do. And it was the last thing that got done. That's how unprepared I was. But now I think I have a better you know, sense of what needs to be accomplished. I don't want to jinx myself. But I'm, I'm on schedule a little bit. I probably should ramp it up in my other subject. I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good in history right now, uh, considering that has the least amount of work I have to do and uh, completed it about halfway done. So I'm pretty happy with that. And maybe I'll pick up science uh, next semester, get myself somewhat done there. I'm the complete opposite. I hate history and I love science. Same. Okay. Anyways, we got to talk about, okay. So back to Paranorman. What what are your thoughts on like stop motion movies and stuff? Stop motion. Um, was that the animation style of, of Nor- uh, Paranorman? Yeah, anim- yeah. animation. Yeah. Like stop motion animation. It ran so smoothly. I didn't even notice. That, I, I personally, I liked that animation style because it's not something you, you generally see a lot in like modern animation. It's very. Uh, how do I put it? Simplified, you know, very something you generally see, you know, like the animation style with Family Guy and Simpsons. Uh, and they used, I think they used puppets for uh, Paranorman. Mm-hmm. And that was really cool to see, especially uh, using, you know, like a physical, a tangible object to create a, a film of that length was, uh, you know, a feat. I mean, that, that's, that's pretty cool. Uh, when you look at all of the motion they had to do, like each character has to do this and that, and they have to, you know, move their arms in this scene. They have to keep running while they're doing that. It's interesting how they animate that through, you know, a puppet. And stop motion animation allows you to do that. I thought that was really cool. It was nice. It was it was nice to see. And uh, that movie was from 2012. It was older. And uh, I think it still looked great. So I love that movie. So the film is about a boy saving his town or his village from a curse but what do you think its deeper meaning is like about don't move to massachusetts <laughs> i don't know i mean I think, <laughs> I think it's a story about like learning lessons growing up stuff like that it was a great movie because in the beginning he's like this timid character you know he's not really uh to like put it, he's not up to the you know up to the challenge and as you see him progress through the movie he gets more advanced in his you know his character's journey and he becomes emotionally stronger you know brave and he eventually you know conjures up the uh the spirit to, you know to fix this and that once you know timid character that we saw in the beginning is is not the same thing we see in the end and so uh, his character development turns in from you know not wanting to uh, stand up against people and in the end, he has to stand up against, you know, the ghost that's bullying him in uh, his town, opposed to him not wanting to stand up to his own, you know, school bully. And so, you know, that that progresses and you see how his attitude changes between the two things. I think it was just a story of, you know, growing up and learning lessons. I think it was, I think it was a great story. Who Do you have any, like, favorite supernatural creature of all time? This will determine your personality. Like, okay, <laughs> there's a very much a lot of pressure right now. There's a wrong answer to this and there's a right one. So you have to choose wisely. You rephrase the question. Just rephrase it. What is your favorite supernatural creature of all time? Does that, is it, does that sound better? Okay, I, I, I'm, 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 trying to, I'm trying to think here. Favorite supernatural creature of all time. Oh God. Okay, okay, okay. Go, go, go. Say it. Basically, I think 
That's gonna be like the mummy. Okay, that's fine. I guess. Mm. Interesting. Like the classic, you know, the classic universal, you know, the mummy. But just such a, you know, at the time, just such a technological and uh, modern marvel of, of, you know, making movies. And it was, uh, for that time period, just an amazing way to produce it and make these films. Uh, and they're, you know, the same areas where they, they film them are still existing right now in on the Universal lot. And uh, that was that was awesome. Valid answer. Um, I wanted to ask this question at the start. Who's your favorite character from Paranorman? Probably the crazy old man. I just thought, I just thought he was, <laughs> I mean, um, Uncle, oh no, Mr. P something. It was his uncle though, yeah. He was just funny, like when he died, he was just like, <laughs> Oh, not yet. Goes back here. Uh, that was funny. And I just love how he came out of the toilet and starts, you know, talking right from the bathroom stall. Yeah. Invasion of privacy, but he doesn't care. I just thought he was just a, he was just a great character. And he started off, you know, the film trying to like, I guess he was like the push uh, to get the story started. And uh, he was just a funny character. I just, I just really liked his character and, uh, and all of his craziness. What about you, Zach? What, who's your favorite character? Um, the dog. Oh, okay. <laughs> Isn't he dead? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Interesting choice. Valid. valid answer. Okay, so if you have an ability to speak to ghosts, like, would you want to? If I had the ability to speak to ghosts, I would lock myself in a cellar. I do not want ghosts coming near me. But, like, what if they're, like, nice? What if they're, like, nice, though? Like, if they're nice. They're still going to freak me out. I'm still going to run away. How do I know they're nice? <laughs> Wait. That's a good point. Wait, think, what? Think about it. There could be some bad ghosts, and there could be some good people. That's what I'm saying. But he's scared. Okay. Of them in general. I'm the type of guy who doesn't go outside if there's like a clown like billboard. Like that's just. Okay, that's scary. That's scary. No, but it's not like it's not because it's like bad. It's just because it gets in my head. Like it's not scary in the moment, but it yeah. gets in later. And so when I'm at night and like the sun setting and I'm, and I'm in my room alone, I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same. It's just like your thoughts that kind of haunt you in a way. Yeah. What you're imagining, like what might happen. So, would you recommend any, or do you have any recommendations for, like, horrors? Wait, what? Like, do you have any... Do you have any um, horror recon- recommendations? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's probably, believe it or not, I actually liked that movie, Army of the Dead, that I saw. Although it was far too scary for my liking, and I will never see it in my life unless I held my gunpoint. But I actually liked it at the time, you know, because it's fun. Because when I see it in the time, like when I'm watching it, it's not scary when I'm watching it. It's like after I'm done, then it's then it starts to get scary because I'm like, oh, wait, what happens if this actually happens? Even though, you know, I, I can, can see that it's not you know humanly possible, but it just becomes so scary that your brain will almost believe anything. But I really liked Army of the Dead. I thought it was it was a great movie because it had it had a lot of characters in it and it was action packed and I you know I like action. It was also funny in some parts, so I I, I liked it a lot. And I especially because I like aviation. They had a helicopter scene. <laughs> it's not actually how you can start up a helicopter at all. That helicopter never would have taken off. But what are you gonna do? I'm, I'm the guy who like critiques Top Gun, even though they used a real plane. I haven't watched Top Gun yet. Wait, what did you think of the of? Did are you talking about the original one or Top Gun Maverick? 
I've seen both. I, I've critiqued both. <laughs> like, I'm, Wait, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? Because I want to kind of watch it, but don't spoil anything like that much. Okay. okay. I'm on the fence here between Top Gun Maverick and, and the original because personally, I like the original because it's just it's such a just a classic movie. And I don't think, I think that has more merit to it and more value than, you know, a new movie. Even though it was good, Top Gun Maverick was great. I just personally have to think of more of the original one because I like the aircraft more. Like they had the F-14 Tomcat is, is, is a favorite of mine, uh, opposed to the F-18, which is also a great aircraft. But I just thought, I don't know, maybe the plot, maybe the storyline was just better in, in the first one. And I, I really liked it a lot. Yeah, it's, it's probably one of my favorites. I've also seen Airplane like 18 times, like an unhealthy <laughs> amount of times. <laughs> but, I, you know, I, I like all of those classic movies. They're always fun and funny to me. So I like them. I really want to see if you'll like the movie Army of Darkness. It's a horror movie, but it's more funny. Like, it's very slapstick. And I feel like you'll enjoy it. Well, let me put it this way. I got scared of young Frankenstein. Oh, really? I, I found myself in parts being like, what's happening, mom? I don't know. How do you feel about skeletons, though? Do skeletons scare you? Like, reanimated skeletons? Not typically. I don't know. It depends. It depends. Like if I, if there's something that I see in person, like the other day, I went to a uh, a walk for cancer. I participated in uh, the Los Angeles uh, St. Jude walk run because uh, I did, was on an episode of uh, Life by Ella, which is a show about a, a girl who has cancer on Apple TV Plus. And so she invited me, the the actress Lily Brooks O'Brien, who plays the main character. Uh, she invited me to the to the walk run, so I said, "Hell yeah, <laughs> you know it's good exercise." And so I went there. But when we parked, it's in the same area in Griffith Park as the uh, Haunted Hayride. I love the Haunted Hayride. Okay, continue. Which I went to one year. Actually, I went to it against all my better judgment. Uh, but I did. I did go to it, and I immediately became a favorite uh, for the people trying to pick on people. Because I was face down in the hay with my ears covered. That's great. I went last year. Okay, continue. Sorry. No, that's okay. Uh, most of the time, I just I just heard a chainsaw right next to me, and I was like, "Please, leave. no, same." Oh my god! Wait. So there were three mazes, and then I li- there was like a butcher one. So I was going through. My friends left me because like I don't know where they went. So then there was like this man chasing me with a freaking like chainsaw, and there was like blood all over his. I'm like, "What do you want from me?" And then he was chasing me, and then I. I was screaming to the top of my lungs and I could not talk for like the rest, like the, ne- the, the next two days. It was just like really scary. I went back in 2019 and it wasn't bad going in because I guess it gets scarier as the night progresses, you know, because they don't expect a lot of people to be coming earlier in the night. So they bring out like the big guns later, uh, which thankfully they did that. But I went in at like maybe eight or nine and they had like a skeleton guy who was dancing. He was doing like a jig and it was really funny. And so I thought, okay, I can, I can roll with this. This is probably fun. You know, and it, it wasn't that scary other than the pumpkin guys in the, in the entrance, but. Oh my gosh. Wait, I think I, I, they still had that last year. Yeah. I, I did not like those guys. I actually, on the way out, I went around them because I was so scared. Oh. To them. <laughs> but when I like during the entire ride, this guy was just with this chainsaw right on my side, like the entire time. And I was like, please, I'm just I'm scared. Can't tell. <laughs> uh, but that just makes them want to pick on you more. So I, I didn't get a break until we were done. And then after I came out, the whole scene changed. It was guys, butcher not. It was scary. 
And I was freaking out. I was like, get me out of here. And I was, you know, practically running to the exit. And like, I didn't even go through the pumpkin guys. I had to go around because at that point I was just so scared. I, I was terrified because when I went to the walk run, they were starting to set up. And so they had like all these wood clowns, you know, stationed on the side. And I had to walk through these black tents with all this shit inside. And it was scary as hell. And I was so, I was terrified because they had like this demon monster with like the red stuff. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to die. <laughs> I was like, mom, I can't walk through this. I cannot walk through this. You know, I got to, yeah, you got to understand. Uh, so I was like terrified. And there was like all this stuff. And that's what, but maybe think of the skeletons because there were skeletons in the uh, in the last tent, and those didn't scare me that much, even though I was walking like this, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we're just gonna leave about that part. I was gonna say, so I guess I won't uh, be seeing you at Halloween Horror Nights. No, no, no. <laughs> I leave the park at like two p.m. I, I I let my season pass go to waste during October. It, it goes flush. You know, bye-bye. Wait, you live in California? I do, I live in California. So do we. Okay, I feel like we're getting a little off topic, but it's okay. Oh, it's still uh, horror-related. Yeah, good point, good point. Wait, so what are you going to be for Halloween? Uh, I'm not I'm not entirely sure yet. I've been kind of discussing with my friend. There's been bad ideas, and there's been there's been good ideas. The latest one is, is uh, <laughs> which we're probably not going to do, but we are thinking about going dressed as a... Uh, <laughs> Trump and Biden and basically oh my God. <laughs> who would be Trump and who would be Biden I don't know I think I think Anthony would be would be Biden I would be Trump because there's such a striking resemblance <laughs> but it's because it's because like Anthony he's he's taller than me and he's thinner than me so you know I, I just thought he looked more like Biden and, and we would have like a political debate every single time someone opens the door <laughs> and so that was that was like the latest that was like the latest idea but it's probably going to change 12 more times. Maybe something simpler that doesn't take as much time to execute than that. Maybe we'll just settle for the good old-fashioned ghost. Ghost. That's a good idea, too. I mean, I, I own a drone now, so I thought... I saw, I saw some people put, like, a drape on their drone, and it was just like a, 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 it was a ghost that was, like, flying around. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, so I was thinking about maybe, maybe dressing up my drone to be Halloween-themed this year. Maybe that'd be fun. Have some little kids enjoy Halloween. I, I'm too scared to even go out in some neighborhoods because I do not want to see scary things. I just, I can't. I can't, you know? And so whenever there's like something like scary, like I'm out from, I walk like, like so far behind. I look ahead. What is that in the distance? You know, <laughs> I see a knife. Um, <laughs> and so I get, you know, I get very scared of, of stuff like that. So that just makes me think, like, when you're working on set in horror films, how do you process your fear? Oh, yeah. I mean, like I said before, it, it, it's not me seeing it in the moment. Although sometimes okay. it be scary if it's like, you know, like someone. I had, I worked on a House of Darkness, New Blood, which was on Lifetime. And in one of the scenes, like, the guy literally had, like, a slit neck. That was that was a little, little much for me. It wasn't terrifying as, you know, seeing it on the screen would have been. So and I was somewhat prepared because you read because I read the script. So I was like expecting, you know, what was going to come next. Uh, unlike, you know, me just like going and wandering into a random theater and, you know, not expecting anything. And then all of a sudden, you know, I get jump scared <laughs> in the first five minutes. Mm. I, I usually cope with it just by like understanding. OK, this is fake. This is this is fake. Good. 
you're good you know and i end up just running right back to hair and makeup just please save me uh and then right there and then she, she next to me the guy is getting a slit throat like i i i cope with it pretty well so uh what ev- i mean what <laughs> what evidence <laughs> what evidence what evidence can you use to support this claim i'm just kidding okay um so what advice would you give to kids if they're if they're like trying to be an actor it's mixed because it depends uh the type of person like if you're if you're doing it because you just want to like find something it's probably not gonna work because it's and acting is such a demanding thing and unless you know unless you go into it knowing what you're gonna you know knowing what you're gonna go through you know then that's when you start to have like a you know perception of, of how this is going to play out in the long term and i've been doing acting for, for nine years so i've never really um i've never had any you know doubts because i didn't i didn't go into it you know perceiving acting as like a, a full-time career but now you know now things have changed and i definitely see it as something that you know i'll be doing in, in 20 years and uh i think it's it's a great opportunity for people who want to get into it uh but you know you got to know you got to know you know there's going to be there's going to be fails there's going to be you know successes and triumphs and the other times you know you're going to get three producer sessions and then a nothing and that's going to hurt <laughs> it's going to hurt you know there's, there's no way to avoid that but when you do get something it, it's fantastic it's a great feeling and uh and that feeling never goes away and if you're fortunate enough to uh to keep getting that and and to and to keep rolling with those punches it's a great career and, and I love it. I hope more people get into it because it's just such a great community, you know, because you see all these people around you and I'll see people, you know, I, I know and I'm like, hey, I, I, I work with you. And, uh, you know, we're just in the middle of like a CVS, you know, but uh, it, it's great. It's great. And, I, and I, I think more people should do it because it's just really beneficial in terms of just like social skills and just tons of other things that you gain, like. It, it was probably the best thing that I could have done for for myself at that age, uh, and still now because it keeps me busy and uh, and I just love it. It's great. Um, do you have anything to plug where people can find you on social media? And even chess dot com. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> my chess.com accounts were taken down. <laughs> um, no, my my Instagram is uh, at Jake Getman. It's pretty normal and. Um, that's about it. I'm not really on anything else. Instagram totally like my main form. I don't do TikTok. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't do anything. Um, my friend who has, she's considers herself famous on TikTok, but not in the right way. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I love her. She, she's like my sister, uh, but she loves, <laughs> she loves showing skin and, and that, and that's, that's beneficial for, for some people. Um, but it, it's funny because she said she was on TikTok and she was like, I still see your account here. And I was like, what? <laughs> and she was like but there's no content on it and i was like oh thank god <laughs> but apparently it still exists but i don't think you can follow me yeah just don't re-download it actually like you'll just get addicted i've seen people on it i just it doesn't interest me i don't know why i'm probably broken in that in that form wait but there's like instagram reels though so it's kind of like the same thing i just never I never find like the need to, you know, to, to do like dance because I'm either really bad at doing it or I'm just too lazy to even do it. So <laughs> there's two things that are stopping me from doing it, but I can see how it's like addictive because, you know, you're trying to find something that's funny and you just keep scrolling through it. 
And, uh, you know, I, I can see the addictiveness in that. Occasionally I do get lured into Instagram reels and I'm like, next. Oh, more. Is this you? That is I. Okay, I'll follow. Thank you. <laughs> wow, you just got a follower. I got a follower. Yay. I got a follower. Wow, you're so... <laughs> I saw an episode of She-Hulk yesterday and um, in, in Villains gets knocked over. And she goes, oh, my veneers. <laughs> All screwed up. And oh so it takes it out and starts recording it. And she says, what are you doing? Recording that for your 11 followers on Instagram and knocks the... Oh my gosh, wait, I think I saw that. I just thought that was so funny. It's like, that, that was me back in 2016. I had 11 followers on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I don't, I'm not really on anything else. Instagram is like my main, my main way of uh, sustaining, I guess, what's hip. <laughs> I don't even run it. I just, most of my, most of the things I do, my mom just shows me, Hey, this is happening. <laughs> Are you interested? And I'm like, sure. You know, or oh, this person messaged you. Okay, sure. You know, and I just, I just kind of roll along with that. And the other times she'll send like the, the cool glasses emoji to someone. I'm like, mom, please. You need training. No, but yeah, I don't really worry about it. You know, most of, uh, most people need to contact me. They just have my number. I just use Instagram as more of like a, like a professional site, I suppose, you know, mm. instead of having a dot com, I have Instagram. Interesting. Okay. Do you have like anything else you want to say? No, I mean, I, I, I like, uh, I like Paranorman. My horror movies are, uh, are good. If you, if you can find the right one, like I, I like a classic horror movie. That's why I think the classic universal movies are like to my taste because they're not what I would deem scary. And in fact, they're kind of funny. If you, if you listen to them without the music on uh, or like just muted, they're actually really funny. But they're just they're just good. And uh, it's, it's cool to see how stuff was made back then. And just to, uh, to see that. I think my favorite one is probably The Mummy or Creature from the Black Lagoon. It's also, uh, it's also really good. This is one of my favorites. Classics. Anything you want to say or ask? Um, Mr. Zachary. Oh. <laughs> uh, no, not really. On God. Uh, On God. Okay. Wait, I'm curious. Can you say my name properly? Like, do you know? Okay, I'll type my name in the chat and let's see if you can say my name properly. I'm genuinely curious because I had a sub today and like he couldn't even say my name. Oh, wait, there. What is I that? Well, that, was from, that was from third what grade. Is that? that was from third grade. I haven't used this for um, Zoom in so long. Okay. Oh, he's embarrassed about his uh, Zoom image. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm very embarrassed. Okay. Can you say my name? Oh, I see the Zoom image. It's Your name is Zakia, right? Oh, okay. oh, wow. Oh, my God, finally. Okay, because no one can ever say my name correctly. Okay, anyways. What do they say? Zakia? Oh, <laughs> yes. Okay, I get that. So it's either Zakia or um, Zakia, like Zakia or um, Zakia. Yeah, mostly I get that Zakia. Zakia. But like most of my friends call me like Z or like Kiki. I'm not, I'm just not even going to bother when we're learning it. <laughs> Z. Z. It's easier. Like, okay, we were talking because I have ethnic studies, like, for one of my classes where we learn about, like, diversity and stuff. And so, like, we were talking about, let's just wrap it up real quick before I ask questions. more questions because I think my, my storage. Okay. Thank you so much, Jake, for being so generous with your time and, like, talking to us. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. Uh, subscribe to this and add us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. All you have to do is search up Kindergeist Podcast. And remember, you're loved, you're a baddie, and remember, and m- you remember to always live 
on the bright side. Bye. Bye-bye.